Hello and welcome to Humans of Agape, a new podcast by Agape Europe. We are a community of people who make Jesus known, so lives are changed and Europe is transformed. We want to bring spiritual hope and help to people from all walks of life. I am your host, my name is Jochen Geck. I work in the student movement in Montpellier in the south of France, and I'm curious to hear about what God is doing across Europe. So this is what this podcast is all about. I interview people who are on staff with Agape and ask them about what God is doing in their lives and ministries. In today's episode, I get to talk to Abe Crespo from Spain. Hi, Abe. Hi, Jochen. It's great to be able to talk with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Abe, you are in Barcelona. Yes. Abe, tell me, what is it you do with Agape? Yeah. So what I do is to help people, especially athletes and people of the world of sport, to grow in body, mind and spirit. My passion is that they have all the resources from us and the time from us that they can meet God through their growth. Okay. And you told me before this is kind of a family endeavor? Yeah. My wife is in there too. She's the boss of the movement. <laughs> okay. And now we're just uh, co-leading the Athletes in Action movement here in Spain. Okay. And yeah, we're all involved. That's great. What does a week in the life of Abe look like? Well, sometimes crazy, sometimes more peaceful. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of planning, a lot of meetings, and a lot of coaching. We have quite a bit of coaching sessions throughout the week, discipleships. And, but basically, it's a lot of planning and email and office work. And we do a lot of networking with other organizations as well. Taking care of my little guy, Neil. Neil. Is he becoming yeah. an athlete too? He loves to kick the ball all over the place. <laughs> That's the right start. <laughs> Tell me, Abe, in these different fields of your ministry, what is it that you see God doing at the moment? Maybe you could tell us a story or two. Yeah. So, because I'm, I'm passionate about helping people grow because that's what I benefit from, from other people that discipled me. And they were not life coaching professional, but they were discipling me in a way that I can see and feel that their only purpose is for me to grow and to get to know God in a more intimate way and get to know myself in a better way and, and grow and achieve my dreams. So my passion is to do that with others. So as much time as I have, that's what I do with people. So now I have people every day that I coach. And for example, there is a guy that it's in the process of becoming a professional soccer player, yeah. football player, or to do something else. And he's in the bridge of knowing who he is. So basically, he is now realizing, we did last week a coaching session. He had to ask his parents and other friends what his talents are, what his passions, his skills, abilities, and interest. And he had to do about the same thing mm -hmm. about himself. So when we put all this together, he the first thing he saw is, wow, I didn't know I was this <laughs> great person. <laughs> yeah. 
So it was like super enlightening for him to see how people see him, how God sees him, and how much he can offer to the world just through an hour mm-hmm. session. So I like to see that, like people realizing that God loves them, people love them, and they have to love themselves. So because they have great plans ahead yeah, of them. Definitely. So you're meeting with people like this young guy every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of growth happening. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more stories. Yeah. So I coached uh, a while ago uh, a guy. He was an athlete as well, a runner. And he was very young. I think he was like 16 years old. He was not a believer. And we did uh, a few sessions. We were, I think, about to finish the program. He did the last session. So now I always ask in the beginning, even if you have a topic, I always ask, so how your, your week was? And you, do you want to talk about something special? So sometimes they share about it. But this time, he said, you know, I, I enjoyed a lot this process. I, I know myself a lot better. But for the last week, I just have been a huge fear of death Ooh. with 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked him, so yeah, let's me more. How, how is that? So he said, you know, I've been having hard time to sleep because I go to, to my bed and I still, I cannot go to bed. I mean, to sleep because I, I'm just super fear, fearful of dying. Huh. And he, so yeah, I keep asking because that's what coaches do. Just mm-hmm. make question after question. And then he he said, you know, I realized after these sessions that all this growth is great. But if I die tomorrow, I don't believe in God. I don't know where I'm going. So what's the point of growing if my life ends tomorrow and my life has no purpose? All right. So I kept asking and asking. And then I asked permission to share the gospel with him. He heard the gospel. And he was like, okay, this makes sense. So I'll <laughs> think about it. <laughs> because basically, it's, it, there's, there's no point if you build your own life to be super skillful and even achieve your purpose. And if you don't have God, there's no eternity. So at the end, it's just, it's no, it's no point of growing. Yeah, amen. So, so basically, that's, that's one of the stories that really impact me because, yeah, there's no growth final growth and purpose without God. Yeah. Tell me, why are you so passionate about working with athletes? Because I'm an athlete myself, so I always mm, did sport. And there was a guy that was my basketball coach when I was like maybe from my 12, 12 years old to 16 or something like that. He coached me for three, four years. And he was an amazing basketball coach. And, but he was beyond just a basketball coach. He teach us, not just me, but the whole team, how to be a better person, how to have Christian values. Even I don't, know, even, I don't even know he was a Christian, but he had a great impact in my life. Remember the day he said that he was leaving the team? Every single of us cried. And we're already 15, 16 years old, so we're yeah. not that little. 
even a guy that it would just recently made the team he was like three months in he cried as well <laughs> so wow i thought wow i want to make this impact on others as a profession i want to i want to do this all my life because mm-hmm. i can tell like he was pouring his life out there for us and he had to quit the team because he was gonna do something else as a profession so it's like wow i want to do this for for the rest of my life so i always wanted to do something like this yeah I'm thinking now about our listeners who are probably not all athletes or um, in touch with athletes, but I think there's something to take away from this for everybody. How you shared how how encouraged you are to see growth of people that you're pouring your life into now because somebody poured his life into yours. What steps could our listeners take away to live what you are living? I think first of all is to just have an open eyes and open ears to see the need around you because mm. like even knowing that a lot of people helped me throughout my way throughout my life i can still just don't see how much people in need to have around me and especially in the sports that you don't see people just you know just going to bed without eating or you don't get in touch with crazy stories of desperation mm-hmm. but still Because of that, you have to be very open to hear the need of an athlete that it's just having a hard time just because his identity is in sports more than it is in God, for example. That's even, it's the same destruction as they are just living in the street. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have the tendency of just look at people in very need, like physical need as or go-to. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's just people that needs to talk or needs somebody that mentor them, believes in them. And that's what God does to us. Mm-hmm. He helps everyone. Doesn't matter how much money or how much you do not have. So so would you say that because athletes are generally people who pay attention to their physical appearance, who are in great shape, they don't appear as people in need. So we exactly. over- overlook yeah. their needs. Yeah, yeah, especially the ones that are very successful, like the professional athletes. I do work with professionals as well. And if you don't ask them, they will never tell you how bad they are doing because, you know, it's all the Instagram life, you know, nobody mm-hmm. tells anyone how bad they are doing because they don't have the circle of trust that they need. So that's one of the things that we provide as well. Yeah. And I hope that our listeners can start doing that too. Yeah, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be your full-time job. Yeah. I think our full-time job is to love on people. Even if you're just in the office on your computer, you can love on the people is just next to you. Mhm. By listening to them and asking questions if I hear you right. Yeah, and just asking about how are they doing, how Sometimes we don't we ask how are you doing, but we don't want the answer. Mhm. Hey, how are you today? Good. Okay. And then you run away before he tells you something different. <laughs> so we have to be patient with people and as God is patient with us. And depend on him while we're doing that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've told us a lot about what you're passionate about. What is it that you find hard in your job? Yeah, because I was in business before and my purpose was to make money and it was very clear. And if I had a good month, had a good paycheck and had good 
benefits with working with people is nothing like this. You mm. can invest more time, more effort, more resources, and sometimes you don't see the same fruit back to you. Mm -hmm. So the challenge for me is to not expect that fruit like um, on business. You know, my business is to love on people, but not to wait something back. Mm -hmm. So that's my challenge. I, sometimes I find difficult to just invest month after month on people and you see growth but what you want to see is that the eternal growth which is people knowing jesus personally yeah and we don't see that very often in spain mm -hmm. so that's the hardest part of it even people that they know they need god they just tell you I, I like you, God, but I just don't know how to do this. You know, mm -hmm. I would like to have your faith, but it just, it can't. So how do you do it? How do you deal with that challenge? Man, it's hard. I, I, I still don't have an answer for that. <laughs> because I see people, you know, just crying and very in a bad situation, just feeling super depressed or just people that says to you, you know, My life has no meaning, no purpose. I don't like what I do. I don't know who I am. And then you pray for them. They feel the peace. They, they feel better, but still, they don't understand the gospel. Hmm. So what you can do is just pray and pray and just be available for them and keep loving on them until you see transformation. Because at the end, obviously, it's their choice. You're not going to push them much than they want to. Yeah, obviously, obviously, but it's it's hard. It's a hard part of our work mm -hmm. to see. You know, you want to see them happy and to live out their purpose in life, so they can say, "Oh, I'm doing what I was created for." And when you don't see that, it's it's a very hard. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me a little bit more about Spain, because you just mentioned it and you are spanish um i really believe that we can see fingerprints of god in every culture how do you see god's fingerprints in spanish culture i think the sunny places it's amazing <laughs> we see we see god's provision in the sun we ah, have here <laughs> i like that <laughs> no but i think the um, how spanish people looks at family for example Okay. And family is very important for us. And I think it's very important for God as well. Relationships are very important. Mm -hmm. We appreciate good friendships. And I think every culture appreciates that. I hope. But we try to take the time to invest on relationships, to have meaningful conversations. And that probably shapes how you do things and how you do everyday life, the value you place in relationships. And how much time you take for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And of course, it's come up a couple of times on this podcast, interviewing people who serve in Italy or France, how much relationships are created around the dinner table. Oh, yeah. It's Jesus' style, you know. Yeah. He, he, he loved to just sit, out, sit with people and talk and drink and have time with mm -hmm. the people that need it. Yeah. Abe, you know how they say that a leader is a learner? And you are a leader. What are you learning right now? I'm learning to be patient, I think. One of our dreams is, for example, in Barcelona to have our own sport complex. 
to mm-hmm. have a place where we can develop all the all the things that we're doing because it's a challenge to just do it from home or in the street or so I think what I'm learning is just to wait on God's timing. So you're a pretty impatient guy. Yes, I am. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I want to be active and accomplish things. So when I don't see that happening in my time, I tend to yeah, just more than want to control. It's like I get a little like disappointed. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm curious because you're an athlete, and athletes are good at learning and are good at learning moves and uh, and new skills. How do you go about as an athlete to learn to be more patient? I think it's uh, to be more patient is just to be okay, to be content on however is going in your life. So, for example, I had a pretty rough workout this morning and and I was having patience. I think you have to love on yourself. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't have patience because we don't love who we are and what we do enough to just say, hey, it's okay. You know, you don't have to be that hard on yourself. So sometimes you have to just put the work and wait for the time to to make this happen. So, mm-hmm. And then probably as in sports, repetition yeah. and doing it over and over again. Exactly. And I think that relates a lot to prayer as well. Sometimes the, the good athlete repeats and repeats and repeats mm-hmm. until... It gets to the point he's expecting. Sometimes with prayer, we say, you know, God knows. I'll pray. I already, I already prayed about this. So, because God knows, he doesn't need to hear that again. But I think he appreciates our persistence as well. Yeah. And I mean, prayer is a discipline. And It is a discipline. Yeah. Totally. That's where athletes come in. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, I guess that's not something you have to teach an athlete. Yeah. You don't have to teach them, but you have to remember them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, Abe, as a last question or request, I would like you to share something for our listeners to take away. A message, an encouragement, mm-hmm. anything. I would say that no matter what, you just keep loving on people. Yeah, you keep doing the right thing. Because it's the, right, the, right, the right time to do the right thing, it's today, it's now. You don't have to wait. And you don't have to, sometimes when people hear others talk about just being missional in life, people sometimes think that this that's just for people that works full-time for mm. a Christian organization. But I think everyone that follows Jesus, it's, it's full-time, you know. Yes. My money just comes from different side than before. Mm-hmm and the resources but everyone has a mission if they follow jesus so believe in yourself believe in god and go for it yes i like that that's a good exhortation to live out today thank you so much aim for everything My you've pleasure. shared with us thank you yes goodbye goodbye that was Abe crespo he co-leads athletes in action in spain Find Agape Europe on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or check out our website, agapeeurope.org. I'm Jochen Geck, and this is Humans of Agape. See you next time.